Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx on a Meltdown Tuesday. It's uh, Do Things Right Tuesday. LSU eagerly preparing for uh, the state of Florida. Uh, mm, <laughs> nice, huh? <laughs> Don't you normally go to Florida for vacation? Uh, uh, it's not going to be that way come this Saturday for the LSU Tigers. But, hey, this is a team that's uh, about, ready to, about ready to hit the big time and uh, no bigger big time than the Swamp. Yep, we shall see your thoughts on this triple eight nine nine three. That's kind of how you think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yawn. Triple eight nine nine. Look, it's not like Ford is really good. I, the, I think the line has dropped though. What is it now? Uh, it's like those of you who want to throw some bones out yeah, there. Yeah, no, and I don't do that. I think it's, I don't. I heard it drop from. I think Jake and uh, Aaron talked about that when I was listening to him this morning. I think it had dropped five to maybe three, and LSU apparently getting four starters back for the game. And uh, you know, in typical LSU fashion, they'll probably go down and smash Florida. I mean, that would be about right, wouldn't it? Uh, and, uh, and you got the Florida fan base. They're ticked off. They've won two out of three. Any football, basketball, whatever program in America or in the world, there's two trains of thoughts on managing. All right? And this is true for anybody. You manage your household like this if you have a family. Strategic planning or crisis management. There, there, there's no third option. Maybe there's a hybrid between the two. Uh, understand where LSU is for the fan right now. It's crisis management. Uh, Jake was talking this morning. Aaron was talking this morning about, you know, uh, I guess it was Andrew, whoever his name was. He comes on our show on, on the uh, Sports Talk 97.7. Yeah, down at Andrew Lopez. Yeah, Andrew Lopez. And asked yeah. the question about Orgeron. You know, how does it feel that, you know, all these people are talking about firing you and all that stuff? You know, I was like, look, I get up every day, I drink my coffee, I get in here at 6 o'clock, I watch film, I get ready to practice, I do everything I can do. I talk to my wife a couple times a day, and I go home. And, you know, it was funny because Jay goes, I don't understand how people are like that. They don't hear those, uh, you know, the, the terms out there. And and I text in, I don't know if they read it or not, because I had to get out of the car and, and go to a meeting that I was supposed to go to that was canceled and nobody told me. Um, it's very easy, actually. You insulate yourself if you're a coach. Right. With people on your staff, with people in your inner circle, you're not adding people out there to you. So do you know what's going on? To some extent you do, but it's not like the people are living on every single word. And, and you know, it's not like Orgeron is, can't wait for the Scott Rabelais column to come out. All right, look, he's got a job to do. They all have jobs to do. And it's actually a lot easier than what you think because as much pressure as the fanboy base is putting on LSU right now in Orgeron, he puts ten times more on himself. Absolutely, and I think this was addressed in uh, an excellent article uh, written about Butch Jones in Tennessee right now. And uh, Macy uh, talked about the – and I, it was excellent because it focused on Butch Jones's family and what they're going through right now, knowing that he is – you know, his job is on the line. And the the expression his wife used was a bunker mentality. It is. Look, I've been, to, I've been on both sides of it, Jamie. Right. Uh, I've been on both sides of it. And it's, it's not fun. Your family suffers, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what people don't get. You know, the, and, and that's part of the job. I mean, you get that. They pay you a lot of money. In my case, not so much. But 
like Orgeron and those guys, they're paying them a lot of money. And just because you're paying somebody a lot doesn't mean they don't still have feelings and everything. But then again, you're expected to perform. They pay you that amount of money. And the beautiful thing for Ed Orgeron, the beautiful thing if you're a big Ed O fan, is that no matter what happens, you're gonna if they want to fire you, it's going to cost them $9 million to fire you. Because you, you take over his three, three million this year. And the article you sent me yesterday, who was uh, that, Dan Wilkin? Who, who wrote that article? I believe it was Wilkin. Uh, you know, it talked about just the the lunacy of the Joe Oliva contract with Ed Orgeron. Yeah. Of how that whole thing went down. And you have tied yourself to this guy, good, bad, or indifferent. And I hope Coach O wins. I, I don't know him. I know a lot of people that do. They speak very highly of him. He's Louisiana guy. I love the accent. You know, I, I like all that. That being said, you hired an individual that has won, what, 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 three and 21 in the SEC? His last stint as a head coach? Yeah, and I... Uh, uh, but, but look, no, 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 no. That's fact. I'm not it did keep Will Muschamp from getting a job at South Carolina, and he wasn't. He was. How's he done? How's he done? He was more successful at. Oh, you could, the argument can be made, though, Terry. He was more successful at Florida than Ed was at Ole Miss. But and Will Muschamp had other options, Jamie. Not his head coaching job. Yeah, sure, he did. Where? Pretty much a lot of places. I mean, South Carolina's a plum job. It is a good job. I don't have any problem with that. Ed Orgeron. I mean, Ed Orgeron could get Nickel State, Jamie. I. Jimmy, he couldn't get nickel steak. They interviewed him at Buffalo. They're like, nah, we're good. I mean, I mean I'm not saying he's good or bad. I'm telling you that's the reality well, let's, of let's, what it was, and we gave him LSU. And, and again, I hope he's – Well, here's the thing. I'm pretty. I'm getting pretty damn tired of people bringing up the Ole Miss situation with Ed. Why? It's because the only relevance we have. Look, Kerry, it's all about second chances. Would you, would you think it's fair to you right now? And let's just be – you know, you're honest with each other all the time. Could you be denied – should you be denied a head coaching job right now? If someone came to you and they said, well, I remember your last stint, and it wasn't so successful, it didn't end that well. And you were 27 and 8. You were 27 and 8. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't anything to do. You and I have talked off air. And we're not going to go into the depth of it, but it was beyond your control. I was on the wrong side of a There's a lot of question. Right, exactly. Which happened. But it's, I, I've been in there, too. Yeah, it it's happened. not fun. It's not fun. It's unfair. You, you mean, your, your anger level is off the charts. You feel raped. You feel, you know, you feel like, you know, your anger level. I mean, there's, I didn't get nine million. I'd have felt a lot less angry if I had nine million. Well, so would have I. But <laughs> I'd have taken three million and been very happy. I Thank think you I got nine dollars. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Might have been nine now that I think about it. Thank you, sir. May I, I mean, but I think it's at a point now where Ed Orgeron, Right, wrong, or different deserves the benefit of the doubt right now simply because, you know, would I have paid him 3.5? No. Would I have get, had a $12 million buyout? No. You could have probably paid him two and had a $2 million buyout. You could have gave that guy $500,000 a year to coach at LSU. And he'd have taken it. And he'd have taken it. And you said, you know what? This is going to be an interim situation. We're going to guarantee you a million dollars for three years, and we'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't, it blows up. But the way that Joe Oliva set this thing up, Jamie, is that he said, let's just say the Orgeron experiment goes the way Mississippi did. And again, that is the only thing we can base this off of. That's that's it. That's our only point of reference. Well, he had a little bit of a stand at USC. Okay, he was the interim head coach. Seven Everybody games. plays harder for the interim head coach. That's just part of the gig, okay? Because you're playing with somebody else's money. It's like playing poker. Man, you won a lot of money last night. Yeah, I'm playing with Jamie's money. If I had your $300, foot, I'd be throwing it out. I'd be doubling down. Everybody that knows Ed Orgeron knows he's a different person than he was at Ole Miss. It doesn't mean he should be given 
$3.5 million. I'm not saying that doesn't mean he should have been given a $12 million bound. I totally agree with you on that. My point is, you know, they gave him the benefit of the doubt by giving him the job. If the guy, why didn't they get who they really wanted? Because Joe Oliva, nobody wants to work for him. Joe Oliva is expletive deleted. How about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and so that's, that's Ed Orgeron. And by the way, it's like having the guy with a Lamborghini that has an ugly girlfriend. I do. It's his fault. Let's look to, let's look to at what he's, by the way, Guys that I thought made a huge mistake going pro, Davin Godshaw and Malachi Dupree as juniors. Guess what? They made the team and they're starting. At least Dupree is. And I thought these these guys are idiots. Dupree went in the seventh round and starting now for Green Bay. Uh, you've got, of course, Fournette and Adams. You kind of expected that. But, I mean, you just put those four quite, four players. LSU has – this is a this is a this is a culmination of early defections. Transfers and eligibility. Okay. Granted, some of that should be on the coaching staff. Why? Why they they're ineligible to LSU and not other places? I don't know. But that again boils down to: Is it buttoned up tight enough down there? That could be open to question. But you know, you lose you lose twelve players to transfer. I mean, we've talked about the Diarses of the world, Trey Quinn. You know, you got players starting. I mean, you got to start and tackle at, my, uh, at Miami now. Uh, all, all kinds of things have happened to this team to get to this point. Uh, misses in recruiting, yes. Some of that, that happens everywhere, though. Yes, it does. It happens everywhere. So, I don't think you can even, I, as I said, I don't think you could take the best coach in America right now and make this a good LSU team. The problem is, and I caught a, lot of, a little bit of heat about this, and we'll talk about this maybe in the next segment, is I refer to the LSU fan base as entitled. I stand by that. Oh, absolutely. We agree. I stand by that. And, well, what does that mean? And, every and you know, my son is – let's cover that in a second. Yeah, second let's cover that out. I, but I, I want to read a couple of – you know, I think that's a great topic to get into. Uh, Delario, Nick Saban didn't lose to ULM with the same amount of talent that they were trying to have on the field. That Alabama team was mediocre. Absolutely right, Delario. Yeah, uh, by, Alabama, by Alabama standards, but they still had – Also, hey, better players. Uh, you know, he lost to Troy. It's not acceptable. Second chance is over with. Well, what if what if Troy had beaten Clemson last year? Which because they kind of darn close. If my, what if my aunt had different equipment? She'd be my uncle. I mean, first what, of all, <laughs> before Ed Orgeron was the coach, LSU Troy blew the first two games to him. Yes, LSU should be zero and three against Troy. Okay, that's honestly, talks, that talks you about Joel Lee. Look honestly at LSU and Troy Terry. scheduling that you did. Mm-hmm. Okay, Troy Troy's going to try. I tell you this: this game is going to hurt Troy. And I'm going to tell you why. When Troy starts trying to schedule. It's going to be like the old Miami of Ohio or Southern Mississippi. You know, the giant killers. Every year or two, they knock off somebody big, right? All right. Well, Troy's knocking people off. And so that's what Troy's going to Hey, this is Troy. We like, hello, hello. Here's the last one. Richie uh, Bienville. Odds are the further we get into the season, the better LSU's going to start to play. Depth to issue throughout the year, but you can only improve with reps. They'll get better. God knows they can't get much worse. Richie, uh, the opposite. No, no, no. Yeah. The opposite is true as well. Because they lose their confidence. Well, no. You start getting in that death spiral, and you got young kids that have never gotten out of a death spiral. And uh, Tharp used that term. Tommy did um, the other night on Facebook, which I thought was pretty interesting. Is this program in a death spiral? Jamie, the more I think about it, when I look at BYU, the win over BYU, BYU is among the worst 10 teams in America. God, they're terrible. Troy, Troy is so much better than BYU. Uh it was a very unimpressive win. I was at that game. It was sort of a a, a 
hushed crowd, if you will. Utah State, State, Utah State, State beat them 44 to something like 40 to 14 or something yeah. this past week. Utah State. Uh, Syracuse probably could have beaten them. Troy just manhandled. And, and look, it's not like a fluke that Troy, you know, threw a, you know, like when Alabama lost to uh, Ole Miss a couple years ago when the ball bounces off people's helmets and or the kick six, the crazy. Look, Troy manhandled LSU 80% of that game. They destroyed them with the line of scrimmage. Troy, who has a good Sunbelt offensive line, was blowing the LSU guys two and three yards off the football. They were. Which is the, when is the last time you've ever seen anybody not named Alabama do that? That's the most disturbing thing about this is, is so the, the lack of physicality and there's, and throw on top of that. You look at the schedule and, you know, starting with Florida this weekend and Auburn, I mean, it's, it's scary bad. And you, yes, the point can be made, you get better with reps, but Jacob just blew the argument out of the water. Okay. And we're, we're going to take a break as soon as we read this quote. I'll let you guys think of marinate. Matter of fact, we're going to marinate on it. Well, I'm going to let you marinate on this here. Think about it. Jacob with, uh, pretty much the best, uh, the best text of the day. You're welcome to chime in as well. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. The Washington Valley Federal Credit Union. This segment brought to you by our title sponsor, the man, the myth, the legend, and an LSU grad. You take care of Mike the Tiger, Doctor David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, US one sixty five North in Monroe three one eight three four five four five four five. Tell Doctor Weber you heard it on Sports Talk ninety seven seven in the Edge. Back to Memento. And welcome back to Sports Talk 977. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, John Tabor on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. Uh, the phone lines, the text lines are blowing up. 888-993-7762. 888 Hey, folks, we're like group therapy. That, that's the way we look at this. Vent, uh, you're welcome to chime in. I'll read them good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, there's some really good ones out there. I wanted to start with this. By the way, we're uh, sponsored this segment by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Hey, Jamie, whatever you need, personal injury, uh, wrongful death. Well, if you die, I guess you could sue, but your family could. Uh, wrongful death, whatever you need. Bobby Manning is the attorney for you. Give him a call, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Uh, so here we go. Jacob from West Monroe. And, Jacob, I don't know your numbers to be accurate or not accurate, so let me put that disclaimer out there. It sounds right. Uh, Jacob from West Monroe. LSU has 52 four- and five-star players on their roster, the second most in the nation. 14 of the 22 starters are upperclassmen. The excuses are ridiculous. I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, Tyler says the SEC hasn't started yet. Wait, it's going to get really bad. Uh, Shane from Oak Grove. Hey, the sky's not falling at LSU. This is a new regime. Everything about the program is in a transition. I give Coach O three years before I pass judgment on him. Uh, my expectations are not as high this year because the turnover. Anyone that had high expectations was delusional. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Maybe to Jacob's point. I mean, O went in there and pitched for Chris Allen who's now playing in Alabama. You had six kids from this state. Six! Signed with Alabama. And believe me, LSU wanted every, with the exception of Bullivus the kicker. As we recall last year, they had, you know, more kids on scholarship as kicker than they did at inside linebacker. And we can't kick it. That's not O's fault. Uh, you had six of the best players in the state. Devontae Smith, by the way, he caught a touchdown pass for Alabama. Good players. Tell me in the past, who has come back and kicked their LSU's tail? Landon Collins, who they wanted. Lacey, who – now, on this year's roster, I mean, 
they could probably could have had a shot at Cam Sims. Yep. Les didn't want to offer him for reasons we'll never figure out. Shyam Carter, not really playing that much, but you got kids making a contribution at Alabama and starting and making a difference. And he, you're right, Terry, you can't just use that. You can point to kids at Arkansas, at Tennessee, just because they signed with LSU and they got a number of stars behind them is not necessarily meaning they're better than anybody else's. Georgia's? I would I would submit to you the high school football in the state of Georgia is much better than it is in the state of Louisiana. Not because Louisiana has bad talent, just sheer numbers. Yep. Same thing in Texas. Why do people recruit Texas? Lord, number one number. is they're probably eligible. Number two is the numbers. That's why I make the statement when when Louisiana loses a kid, no matter how many stars behind his name, it's amplified. It's amplified. Yeah, I agree with that. It's there's a multiplier factor to that. Well, what you know, the thing that I think people and sometimes I guess it's just it's the fan base and part of the reason I think LSU is is such a touchy subject is I do appreciate the uh, the passion that the fan base has, as misguided and delusional as some of it can be. But, you know, we talk about LSU having just superior talent to everybody. Folks, no, they don't. They really don't. They have they got great talent, but you know what? So does Auburn. So does Georgia. Of course, they got more guys in the NFL than anybody, and they got a, and you're right, they do. But does that equate to superior? Does that equate to a national championship? Alabama's two out of four, right? National championships, is that correct? With a lot of Louisiana kids. With a lot of Louisiana kids. I mean, Clemson. Look, the difference between Clemson and Alabama and the rest of America is, 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 you're looking at Clemson, Alabama three, folks. Everybody else is playing for uh, a chance to get beat by Clemson or Alabama in that game, in, in the semifinals, and everybody else trying to go to a bowl game. You're deluding yourself if you think anything differently at this point in time. Tony um, goes, hey, the expectation to beat Troy at home is delusional. <laughs> well, uh, Richie said, hey, look, I'm not saying they're going to be all-stars. Right the ship, start winning. They uh, learn with experience, and they feel that losing will only help them get better next year. I could care less about what they lose the next eight games, how they take it, channel it, and flip it for a positive. Yeah, I'd rather see Brennan Northeast splitting time, preparing for the future. If you're going through a rebuild, yeah, if you're going to tank, tank right. Uh, Steve goes, nobody cares what kind of person or your ideas. They just want to know if he can win football games. Nobody cares. Uh, then when he was at Ole Miss, if he can win, he seems to be having trouble doing that at the present time, just like Ole Miss. they got a good man who knows a heck of a lot of football. They fired. These next three weeks are crucial for, oh, just win. That's all that matters. I think that's the LSU fan base. But, Jamie, going back to the entitlement, and Tyler, Tyler, you're, Tyler, you're, you're, you hit it on the head. You thought recruiting was tough last year. Imagine how hard it's going to be with an empty Tiger Stadium and no bowl appearance this year. And the fact that your coach is perceived as a lame duck coach yeah. is going to be the soul crusher. What people don't get is that, let's just say the man gets, uh, look, you're stuck with him for another year. Folks, they're not going to fire him. They can't afford to. And so you're going to go through next year. Maybe they go seven, eight. Well, you know, whatever that's going to be. And then they decide to make a move. Well, that new staff coming in, you got to have time for them. So we're talking four to five years down the road uh, of, uh, you know, I won't say mediocrity, but for LSU fan, I mean, it's the end of the world. It's Armageddon. Well, I mean, so and, it's but, already the negativity has already affected recruiting. You had the top kid in the state, one of the top government decommit, and that makes number 12 now, or 11 or 12 in this class. Jamie, they're dropping like flies. So, negativity does impact these kids. Um, sure does. Do you want to... This kid, and by the way, this kid is in Baton Rouge. Yeah. It, it, so, it's right in the backyard. See, Southern Lab? I think Scotlandville. Scotlandville. But, uh, 
I may be wrong. It could be a lab or. Reggie <laughs> said, "Tech's full of two and three star recruits. They're the best team in the state currently." I really can't argue with that. Well, outside of the blowout to Mississippi State, which is kind of self-inflicted, I think yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of, but I think that's one of the things that that uh, Ronnie brought up this morning. And I don't think it's so much talent. It's uh, you got some, you got some good talent at, at, at Tech. Number one and number two is you've got stability now. You've got, you know, Skip's been there a while. He's gotten his system in place. Uh, there's a certain savoir faire, you could say. I mean, a, a self-confidence. I mean, I think that was obvious. I mean, you could make the argument that South Carolina's a little more talented than Ted, but I mean, gee, I mean, it was, I mean, that, that's one that they, that's going to really hurt. I mean, here, here's a quote for you. We're talking about hiring Orgeron last year, and this was a Yahoo article, okay? Uh, they, they talked to anonymously power five athletic directors. And one guy goes, hey, this is just the name of the, the nature of the business. Talking about the big contract given to Ed Orgeron. One guy goes, look, I don't understand why you guarantee that much if there's no competition for your coach. There was no competition for Orgeron, Jamie. And I guaranteed him that money. And now they're stuck with it. And good, bad, or indifferent. By the way, you're going to love this. You know who, you know what Orgeron's, uh, company is called? The, the, the company, his LLC? I can't imagine. And, and I'm quoting here, oh, the Rosie Finch Boys, B-O-Y-Z, LLC, incorporated last January when he got the job. Its officers are Ed Orgeron, his wife Kelly, and New Orleans attorney William Nielsen. They formed an LLC. Yes, the O, the Rosie French Boys, LLC. Well, I, I assume there's, hopefully he's sh- uh, shoveling a lot of money into that LLC to protect it. If Orgeron uh, fired without cause, yeah, that's which is losing too much rather than NCAA violation, yeah. prior to November 28th of each year, he's owed $12 million this year, $8.5 million next year, $6 million in 2016, $4.5 in 2020, and only $1 million in 2021. And the numbers are minus compensation paid during the terminating year, so subtract $3.5 million, uh, prorated at however many number of years. Well, if I'm at Orgeron, I don't even go on vacation this year. I, I rat hole every penny I'm making that I can. Um, you know, Terry, we talked about entitled fan bases. I, I don't, you know, I lived in Alabama for a while. I got to know the Auburn folks. Some of the most, I don't know, maybe even the sky is falling sometimes. They're, they're like, you know, we don't think, I don't know. I mean, they, I don't, I didn't see it. Now, there are some Auburn fans that are just like in every fan base that are intolerable, but most of the time I felt them to be, and I could be wrong. We're talking Nick Brown here, so. Uh, and I had, they seem to be, it's like, they love, seem to love Auburn for Auburn, not because of the football team. Uh, whereas Alabama, it seems a lot of it's football centric, uh, which is, you know, understandable, the success they've had. But I noticed it before they were successful, uh, cause I was there during the Dubos and Mike Shula years and so forth. So, um, as well as the, the Nick Saban years. So I noticed, uh, you know, some humility. They can say that same thing about Mississippi State. I think they're happy with an 8-4, and 7-5 year. They're winning consistently under Dan Mullen. I mean, you saw uh, what they had with uh, what they did at LSU and then in Tech, and then you saw what happened against uh, Georgia. And uh, somebody else beat them like a bad habit. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on uh, Kentucky, you can't say maybe in basketball, but certainly in in football, you can't call that an entitled fan base. Every victory is 
is a blessing. Celebrated Vanderbilt. How can you call? I mean, yeah, you know, academically a little snobs, but I mean, six and six. Heck yeah! Where do we sign up? Do Same thing. Go to a bowl game. Would Missouri love to go five and seven this year? Uh, you better believe Missouri it. might not get five wins in the next three years combined. That's how bad it is. So decision making, folks. LSU fans. It's it's bad at places like Tennessee right now. At 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 Missouri. You're just what makes us believe that we're entitled to be. Let's talk about that. Let's them. get that to third segment. Because You're we have been good. Yeah. That's true. That, that, and that's the big thing. Sports Talk yeah. 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Faber running the show, Odette. Uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, ladies and gentlemen, which is Louisiana Special Olympics. We'll be back to break down the entitlement issues when we return. Back in a minute. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. Hanging out with you. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us on Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Um, Tyler said, LSU versus Tech next year, not good for LSU. Uh, Tech's going to, we move the game to next week. <laughs> uh, uh, none tells me, so is Kentucky basketball entitled? Yes. Yes, they are. They yes. are. Yes, they are. I, I made so that North Carolina and so is yes. Duke. Yes, they are entitled to basketball. I uh, totally yes. agree with that. Yes. Um uh, Tennessee entitlement got them where they are today in football. Absolutely the gospel truth. Yep. They thought they were better than they are. Uh, there are people in the tech message board who call Skip Holtz a bum because he lost to South Carolina. Those are the fringe nut jobs. Those, those Listen, people that, you know, I mean, you don't pay attention to them. How can, you, how can you find issues with with losing to an SEC school? I mean, by one point. No, I'm not even going to dig well, it. Well, oh, those are the same ones that are thinking that Tech's going to go to the Big 12. Well, Jamie, this also is uh, people get delusional about just how good people really are. You know, I was going over Facebook and Twitter this weekend. There are more highly qualified college football head coaches out there than literally McDonald's burger flippers. Everybody's a college head football coach. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's an old saying in the coaching profession, and, and administrators, if you're out there and you're an administrator, listen to this one for me. If you listen to the fans, odds are you're going to be sitting with them before much longer. That's and that's the guys' honest truth. I mean, not that they don't have input, because here's what the reality of LSU stinking was. Jimmy, I'll tell you a true story. I was in graduate school in uh, South Alabama in the early 90s. And this is the Curly Hallman regime at LSU. And so we got people from all over the country, right? And they'd all heard about the mystique of LSU football. I grew up going to LSU games on occasion with my dad. Every Saturday night, we're listening to the old radio. We'd have to tune it you know, get it warmed up to get the LSU game. And, you know, and so it was a magical time for me, one of the best memories of my childhood. So anyway, all these people were talking about where they're from. I'm like, man, Tiger Stadium. And, you know, we're not far from Mobile to sure. Tiger Stadium. So I, pro- I procured, I, I tapped into my vast array of contacts and bought tickets, and they thought I got them for free. But anyway, so I'm, I'm taking, I don't know, nine or ten of them over to the LSU. It was LSU Vanderbilt. And it was an awful game in which there were like 55,000 people at Tiger Stadium. LSU loses. It was just a miserable experience. And I remember walking away from that game going, you know, that's not what LSU football is. And that was their, that was their experience with it. That was, and, and you thought, yeah, boy, did I ever oversell this. Yeah, and, and so yeah. And, and you extrapolate that a little bit in the sense that 
What did having a half-empty stadium do to the restaurants in Baton Rouge? Yep. What did it do to the people that make a living right. off providing services and, and things of that nature to LSU? The restaurants, the hotels, uh, you know, the casinos, uh, the, the, all the things that bring vital money into that part of the world. And that's the bigger picture here because not only are you a football program, you're a huge economic impact in that greater Baton Rouge area. Oh, absolutely. And when you, you know, it's like me last week. I could have went down. I had tickets. And, and my son, Cody, my oldest son, is in, is in the military. He went. My daughter's in school there. I met my wife and I could have went down. I'm like, eh. I tried, eh. I had four or five people. Hey, you want my tickets? Well, first of all, they're giving me their tickets. So they don't want to go. And, I mean, how hard would, how hard would that Troy ticket have been four years ago, five years ago? Dude, they've been sold out and people going crazy. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I I can't really afford it to go to, you know, I, I think about the cost and the, and the, I mean, and that's really the point now where, you know, obviously pro football's passed me by. But Sean brought up a point to me the other day, and it, you know, applies to our station now, you know, the new 97.7 sports talk is that, we need football to be successful. Yes. We want football to be, I mean, whether it's ULM, Tech, Grambling. I mean, I pull for everybody, honestly, everybody in the state. Why? Because it's an important, it's, terrible, it's an economic driver. We know what LSU and, and the Saints mean, but to me it's even here where the, you know, the concessionaires and the people selling T-shirts or whatever. I mean, it's important that, Number one, the football teams, you know, have success. That's why there's so much pressure. But number two is restaurants. I mean, you know, we, we all know, you know, Joey Trappe and, you know, Joey's been able to open up three restaurants here in town, soon to be a four. Uh, because people here have patronized. I mean, it all started with the field house and people going before and after the games to his establishment and not just then. Here comes Dairy Queen. Here comes Axis. What does that do? It employs people. Yes. It employs people. It gives people money. I mean, folks, you wonder why I want to see ULM successful? Jobs. Jobs. Well, there's a pride in your community, too. And there's a pride in the there, community. There's a pride. It's the esprit de corps, the, you know, the spirit of the ranks. That's a military term that, sure. I don't know, for whatever reason, stuck with me. But, yeah, and, and there's a pride to it. But people want to be part of success, Jamie. Sure. And people... The definition of success is a little bit different. We talked entitlement. Um, you know, who is an entitled base? I don't think LSU is in the sense that they've had success in right. the past decade, 15 years, and a lot of success. I mean, a lot of success. Alabama is off the charts right now. You can't even compare anybody to that or what Saban has done there. Um, you know, Clemson is starting to – Clemson has closed that gap to Alabama because yeah. uh, we're looking at Clemson-Alabama 3. We absolutely, that's what we're looking at. I don't think there's anything um, about that. You know, unless something crazy, and, you know, things can crazy go on. Um, but, Terry, I, you know, having lived in Alabama, it is so incestuous there. And I, it, Alabama's a beautiful state. I mean, I, I have a lot of great friends there. Uh, it was, a, a you know, a great part of my life. I spent over 20 years there. Um, yeah, that, that explains it. Well... You know, hey, it gets a bad, and uh, you know, those people. I've been two years there. Those people are very sensitive to criticism because of the, you know, all the civil rights stuff over the years, and, and Alabama football gave them. That was where it all started. 
was that's the genesis of it all was was Alabama football. Hey, you can talk, you can call us this, that, or whatever. You don't care. We're going to whip your tail. What are you but proud of? What, what are you proud that's of? What for they your were state. proud of. What are you proud of for your state? But it got to the point where it was where I had where I part ways with them is when they start trying to shut down programs like UAB because they're and they won't let pro football come into the city. Anything that is a what I call the bear bright mentality. Uh, I, I know it brought them a lot of. But don't change the recipe. We're don't not split their money. Don't. Yeah, exactly. We're not splitting their money. They don't Jamie. play. They don't play any schools in the state. What do you think the Power Five does? What they do? Yeah. They don't want anybody crashing their party. Exactly. Uh, yeah, nobody's going to crash the party. And I agree with you know, uh, you know, right, wrong, or different. I will say this about LSU. I do give them credit. They try to play a state of, and this is Skip Bertman, I think, that started this. You know, they do try to play a McNeese, even South, every year because, as Skip Bertman said, nothing against Utah State, but why should I pay them $900,000 a year when I can keep tax money in state and play and give it to McNeese? What do you think? Why not? Jamie, what? You won't see that in Alabama. What do you think would happen if a state school beat LSU? And it, it, you, they will never in a million years and it, play them again. It will very well happen next year if Tech goes there. Look, I play guaranteed games, Jamie. Okay? And the underwritten rule is they're fundraisers. Everybody knows that. You know, in basketball, obviously it's not millions of dollars, but you can make quite a bit of money on guaranteed games. I'm going to tell you, it beats the heck out of having a fake sale. Well, <laughs> or, or, or selling wrapping paper or, or whatever the other crap people do. You know, there's a a lot of arguments being made, you know, uh, why should, you know, you can, why would, I, and I, I talked to Alabama, why don't you, they, they said, why should we help them? That's their, that's their mindset. Why should we, we help who? Uh, a Sanford or a UAB. I'm going to tell you why I like the mindset. Because they are so egocentric toward the, the University of Alabama or Auburn, depending on who it is, or Auburn. That they don't care about anything else. Chad has a text you. But I mean, great, beautiful state. No, I know. Great people. No, that's, just, that's just their mind. You have a global viewpoint. They don't. Okay. And, and Chad on the text line, which you're welcome to chime in, uh, 888-993-7762. Um, the LSU struggle is not helping the delusions of Louisiana Tech. And that's Chad. I'll, I'll tell you the thing I like about Louisiana Tech and the Cajuns. Is they have a great, great opinion of themselves. And people can say it's delusional. People can say it's not. But if you talk to the kids, look, the Cajuns, after they lost to ULM, you still don't think they think they're better? Oh, sure. I mean, I promise you, that didn't, that, that, yeah, but, yeah, I know you beat us, but we're, but the mentality there is that they expect success. Well, and, brother, when they don't have it, just like Louisiana Tech, when they don't have it, they're going to go out and find somebody that's going to get it for them. And that's the consistent effort that those schools have made over the course of, Decades. Well, and here's the thing, too. Crisis management, strategic planning. There is a difference, my friend. You know, according to the ULM fans that went down to watch uh, ULL and, and ULM, which finally they you know got to bang win against them, there's another situation where they were knocking on the door and finally kicked it in. And I'm thrilled right. for them. But at the same time, uh, you know, the ULM fans would say, you know, we thought they hated us. Well, that those two fan bases, if you want to call them delusional, if you want to call them egocentric, they they don't care for each other. I mean, I think the hatred toward Tech is greater than it is ULM with ULL. Because they perceive that as a much bigger rival. Because they perceive it as a much bigger rival. And, you know, you know to some extent, I, I think it's a difference, Terry, between pride, which I see in Auburn, yeah. 
versus entitlement. I, I just see, I just see a more. I like a fan base that's prideful but not but humble. I guess that that makes sense, and I don't see that. At, I don't see that at LSU. We got to take a break because. I don't see that at Florida. I'm going to let you think about this over the break, and you guys think about it too. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Chime in if you can think of a fan base that is prideful and not arrogant. And I'm serious. I got to think about that. When you said that, nobody in the SEC comes to my mind, but uh, we shall see. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, ladies and gentlemen. Special Olympics and our buddies at Spa Navel. Uh, if you got an LSU fan in your house, probably go get them three or four spa Navelle treatments. They're going to need it. And fill up uh, the liquor cabinet. And fill up the liquor cabinet. <laughs> if you're out with a liquor store and want to advertise with us, yeah, we're, we're going to take that, too. But anyway, spa Navelle, Lammy Lane, Monroe, pamper for the special people in your life. 318-807-1060. This hour of the show is brought to you by Heavyweight Supplements, your one-stop shop for all your supplement needs with a low cost and large selection is Heavyweight Supplements. Locally owned and operated, Heavyweight Supplements, 1126 Oliver Road in Monroe. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. Shreveport, Bozier, and all surrounding areas. Get ready to gas up your ride because October the 7th is history in the making. It's the State Fat Classic. Grambling versus Prairie View at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. I'm calling out the whole Louisiana for the Grambling State PV State Fat Classic. It's the State Fat Classic. Grambling PV, Saturday, October the 7th at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. All you need is one ticket. And one ticket gets you into the largest state fair, gets you into the auto show building, the pregame concert at 2 p.m., and it gets you into the game. And witness the most talked about halftime show in the country between the Gremlin State Tiger Marching Band and the Prairie View Marching Storm. Saturday, October the 7th, it's going to be Liddy with the pregame concert with Roe James, live in concert. Come on, give me that green light. You can let your hair down, but only if it feels right. The game kicks off at 4 p.m. I tried to tell them my home state getting ready to shut Dallas down. Get your tickets at Lil J's Music and More at Ticketmaster.com. So get ready, gas up the ride, and I'll see y'all in Dallas in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge, Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, John Who Tabor. are the most entitled middle-aged men in America? I'm not middle-aged. I'm just in my are. prime, Jamie. You are You are above middle-aged. You know, we, we talked about... Are you 54 yet? No. We talked about crisis management and strategic planning. You saw some crisis management go into effect there. We dropped the phone line <laughs> and had to connect back on the app. Thank you, John Tabor, for uh, Again. talking us off the ledges. Jamie Jamie just unwittingly just sat there, had no idea we were steering the ship toward the rocky cliffs. And uh, only did the last was, second when I tell him to text John, did he know. I was too busy writing down prideful, not arrogant fan bases. Okay. Uh, Chad. Closest thing to pride with humility is Penn State, and that's because they hit the bottom and were humiliated and built it back up from the ground up. Okay. J-Dub. Oh, this is going to be good. Uh, Derek Dooley was instrumental in changing the culture of La Tech. His one statement when evaluating the Bulldog logo and its many forms is, we are better than that. 
From that time forward, it was no no longer acceptable to wear LSU gear at Louisiana Tech. Tech began a trajectory to actualize itself and try not to be another LSU. That's where the ULL program falls short of ours. All they do is motivate it out of hated envy at LSU, whereas Tech does it because it knows itself. J-Dub and Monroe, uh, you know, I would agree with this part of you, J-Dub. The Cajun fan base loathes LSU. Yeah, they do. They they are motivated purely out of their hatred of LSU. They consider themselves well. The I'd say there's, if I, not better. At LSU. I would say there's a good deal of hatred toward LSU in the Tech fan base too. But they tend to focus on themselves a little bit more, maybe because Rustin's smaller. Um, it's more compacted, and you know that, that fan base has always had a great deal of pride, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, but I don't think. I don't think is there, there's an arrogance as far as hatred toward LSU. Uh, well, but let's talk about the entitlement, though. we, we got a couple minutes left here. Nebraska is the one that comes to me as the model of prideful but not, well, of course, you know, maybe a little arrogant. But what kind of success have they had in the past 20 years? Yeah, but I'm going back to the Osborne years where, but, but you think about that. That's the only school in the state. Uh, they have a walk-on program for every kid in the state of Nebraska from every city who wants to walk on the program. It's had you know obviously nebraska high school football isn't exactly off the charts okay i get the hoosiers i get the hoosiers reference but my point is what do they have to be arrogant about i mean it's we could talk 45 years ago i mean old miss fan can talk about you know back in the day um well but i mean there's still there's still a a, a great pride in the nebraska program but That's you have what, to be relevant to have some arrogance. i don't i don't, I don't I, know about that why I, don't, not? I don't know about that i think you can i mean if you're a place like nebraska or you're north dakota state uh, places like that's your. I mean, that's that's you're the only game in town. You know, I look. I, I go. To, I've got great friends in North Dakota. My business is basically largely part of North Dakota. So yeah, there's the the bison up there. They love them. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit different world. They're a little bit in in their world. They're FCS. They're and FCS, they're really good at it. And they're really good at it. And they're but I mean the population base they're, demands that they know who they are. They know who, they're and, not trying to be anybody, you know. But ask ask some Big Ten schools how good North Dakota State is because they've beaten them. Yeah, they have. They've beaten them. So but the point, though, you have to be, to have the entitlement, you have to have been relative in the past two decades. They're, you know, on a national level. If you look at the SEC, who is really relevant on a national level the last 20 years? Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Florida, Georgia. And Georgia is is well below the other ones. I mean, they've been good, but they not have not been at the elite level, specifically because of LSU, Alabama, Florida, and Auburn. But nonetheless, that's it, Jamie. There's nobody else in the SEC that can do Texas A&M. As, as bad as Texas A&M fan wants to be relevant, you've had two years of success with Johnny Menzel in a largely – mediocre run, which they've had for 50 years with every coach they've ever had there. They have been mediocre in the Big 12. And that's the truth. You had the two brilliant years with Johnny Manziel. They were fun to watch. They were the new kid with a new car. And now they're like, eh. And I know they're 4-1. How about Arkansas fan? That's that's the fan base that I feel bad for if anybody does. And let me tell you why. Bobby Petrino had Arkansas on the cusp of yep. playing for a national championship. Yeah, no question. That program was getting ready to be dominant, in my opinion. Uh, Honey Badger basically broke their back to get LSU into that title game. But Arkansas, Alabama, LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, one, two, three. 
in that poll. You remember that? And then Honey Badger turned that game around on the punt return. Uh, they go on to beat Arkansas. But look, Bobby Petrino had Arkansas fans. They were relevant. They were getting players from other places. Arkansas, to me, is very similar to Tennessee. You can't take the Arkansas high school football kids and compete year after year on a national level with Alabama and LSU. You just don't have it. So you got to go elsewhere to get them, be it Texas, be it Oklahoma, be it Mississippi, be it Louisiana, which you're proximal to, which helps. If you're Tennessee, you can't win with Tennessee kids. There are not enough of them. Can you win with all Louisiana kids if you're LSU? No, but you can win with a bunch of them, and your proximity to Texas and to uh, Mississippi and Alabama and Florida really helps. Tennessee, you're landlocked. And so it's a much different game. So the arrogance, the entitlement factor, you've got to be, uh, you've got to be relative, relevant. In the last ten to twenty years, the only people, you know, Ohio State, I get that. Michigan, I get that. USC, I get that. I, I think you could even throw Washington in there. Stanford, somewhat. Um, you know, Penn State back with James Franklin, which was a genius hire, actually. Uh, and they're back from the abyss. I think who was it? Chad, I think that said that, and, and he's absolutely right. But who else is there? I mean, is, is North Carolina football fan arrogant? No. Uh, is Clemson fan getting arrogant? Absolutely. And, and rightfully so. Maybe the U comes back with Mark Rick. Florida State fan, are they entitled? Yeah, I think they are. And they, But they've been there yeah, but when Florida for a State, long time. When Bobby Bowden got that job, Florida State was basically a teacher's college. Yes. And it was awful. Yes. Football. And they, they were awful for a number of years. Stuck with him. And look at them now. They're not sticking with you anymore. But, you know, then they lose their quarterback and they start 0-2. Uh, Florida State, you know, maybe will win seven or eight ball games this year. Maybe not. I don't know. But I don't see them beating Clemson. No. I don't see them beating, you know, some other schools. But then again, I don't see, you know. Start looking at the LSU schedule. Where, yeah, where's the next W? I can't say with anything. <laughs> Richie, my favorite college team, Iowa. Right now, I bet, I bet a lot of people wish they had Iowa's schedule. I'm with you, Richie. I'm, I'm a, I'm, go Hawks. Uh, Fake IDs. I'm a Cyclone fan, too. Those are, boy, you talk about some long Iowa folks. State? Iowa State. Those are some long suffering folks. Oh God, my God love that, them. That makes Natchitoches look pleasant I, or Thibodeau. Have you been to Ames, Iowa? <laughs> I can't say that I have. No. Well, they, they don't, don't throw shade. Could be a nice place. You never know. Have you been? Uh, yeah, exactly. No, I had to, I, I, I took that back. No. Work for an insurance? No, that's Cedar Rapids. I flew but, over it. Hey, listen, Iowa is the gateway to Nebraska. That's all you got to know. Iowa yeah, is the awesome, gateway to awesome, Nebraska. Awesome, Jamie. Facts <laughs> that you really need to know. From Iowa, me. the gateway to Nebraska. Appreciate you guys listening today. <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting. Uh, well, you're, 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 boy, there, there you go, folks. Right there. There's the, there's the, there's the. Hey, how about LSU and Texas Iowa? Texas is everything, guys. LSU and Iowa and the Independence Bowl. I'm there, baby. I'm there. <laughs> I, I hope it's six six wins. <laughs> we got to get to six, Jamie. Uh, at any rate, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, <laughs> if we still have them. <laughs> Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley, Spa Neville, uh Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, and our favorite, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165. North. In Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber. We're not in Kansas anymore, Terry. Not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Speaking of not in Kansas.